This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to Buckets. My uh, guest today is a Michael <laughs> Jordan enthusiast, yep. a uh, movie rapper, mm-hmm. and a Washington Wizards stan. It's true. <laughs> Please welcome to the Billy show. Billy Skifuri. <laughs> Utkarsh Ambutkar. <laughs> You getting bucket buckets. You're not supposed to talk until after the theme song. Sorry. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Filling in for Billy. Yeah. Is uh, UTK. UTK. Wow. Here I am. I thought after the Oscars thing, I wouldn't be able to get you back on the pod. Dude, uh, the people out there listening to the Buckets Buckets podcast, it's just the buckets, but we get in bucket buckets. That's right. Double. Should know that uh, I watch Jake and Amir videos (laughs) exclusively. I watch... Jake and Amir videos, uh-huh. Fortnite highlights, right. those SB Nation rewind. Like last night that? I watched, um, they do these mini 30-minute docs on mm-hmm. basketball players. Last night I watched um, Untitled, the Carl Malone and John Stockton story. Wow. Why, why they never won a title. Yeah, is and, it just is it just a picture of Michael Jordan for 30 minutes? It's But it's, it's Jordan, it's the Sonics, it's the Spurs, it's... Uh, Basically, twenty rockets. years of attempts. Oh yeah, getting closer years. and closer and closer. Yep, Clyde the Glide, <laughs> and <laughs> never getting there. And just blowing it because Carl Malone couldn't make free throws. That's right. the mailman doesn't deliver on Sundays. No, sir, he does not. Said uh, Scotty Pippen. Uh, okay, I wanted to start off with a warm up just to get us uh, on thinking about basketball. I yes, know you're more of a historian, I would say, than most of my other guests. Yep. So I'm gonna let you. Ch- <clears throat> I'm gonna let you choose a year. Okay. And then you're going to rattle off as many all-stars from that year. You could choose any year you want. I'll look it up. Uh, you choose the year because okay. I don't want the I don't want them to think I planted it. Okay. 1997? Okay, 97. 1997 NBA All-Star teams. This is back when we didn't even have team captains, if you can imagine. Nope, nope, you guys. And I believe Good that- Good old-fashioned West versus East. West versus East rocking their own jerseys, the oh. home and away versions. Is this the KG to Kobe alley Is this the first Kobe uh, All-Star game? 97, let's- or Maybe 97, 98, somewhere around there. Let's find out. So 97. I'm, I'm still looking at 1997 NBA All-Star game rosters. Yeah. Tell me when you're ready. Oh, I got it pulled up. Oh, there's some great names. Um, is this a Kobe year? This is a Kobe year. Okay, so then starters. So you have Kobe, Eddie Jones, Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> Nick Van Exel. Sorry. Sorry, that's 96, but we'll do 96. Fuck! That's, no, 96. Or that's 98. That's 98. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I fucked up. No, no, I fucked up because I was looking at the other year. You're right about Kobe. <laughs> You're right about Kobe. Eddie Jones, Nick Van Exel, and Shaquille O'Neal. That's four of the Western All-Stars in the 1998 game. This is the one at MSG, the one that you're thinking of with everybody wearing their own jerseys. Okay, so then is there Gary Payton? Gary Payton starting next to Kobe, Um, his fifth All-Star. Is Jason Kidd? Jason Kidd's off the bench for the Suns. So far, you've named six Western, not not a single Eastern Conference player. Yeah. uh, Is uh, Tim Duncan there? Timmy D is there. He's coming off the bench. This is his first All-Star, much like... uh, uh, Kobe. Did we say Kevin Garnett, or is he not there yet? Uh, we didn't say him, and he is there. Okay, so that's... That's about seven or eight players from the West. Mitch Richmond? Mitch Richmond is there, too. Sixth All-Star selection uh, out of Sacramento. David Robinson. <laughs> that's correct. San Antonio's own. Um, You're just... Are you purposely avoiding Doing East? West, yeah. Uh, okay, is so Hakeem Olajuwon on that team? He is not. He's not there. Neither the, is Charles Barkley, I'm guessing. No, but there is one guy we were already talking about. 
Clyde the Glide Drexler. Uh, no, no, Mailman. That's right. Mailman was starting his 11th All-Star. And there's Mailman's only, I there. think there's one name left that you haven't gotten. It's pretty funny. A power forward from the Seattle Supersonics. Oh, Sean Kemp. No. No. Uh, Detlef. No. Who? Oh, sorry. Vin Baker. <laughs> okay, that's correct. <laughs> Vin Baker. Okay, now we'll go to the East. Wow. Okay, so that's every All-Star in the West. That's it? That's right. So then uh, that means Sean Kemp is playing for the Cavs. <laughs> Right? <laughs> That's right. Sean Kemp. I didn't realize Cleveland Sean Kemp was an all-star. He was for one season. That's he, uh, I think it might, he averaged 20 points for one season. So it was Peyton versus Kemp in that all-star game. Yeah. A lost storyline. And then he fell off a cliff really fast when the lockout happened in I 99. See. I see. By um, the way, this is 22 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you're talking like about yesterday. these stats. Like, like, yes, like it was yesterday's so game. Kemp on the Cavs. Uh, then you have Jordan, Pippen. Uh, Jordan, yes. Pippen, no. I don't know where Pippen's he is. not there? Yeah. Okay. So he Jordan, Pippen. This is harder. Grant Hill. Grant Hill is starting next to Jordan. Penny Hardaway. Uh, Penny Hardaway starting next to Jordan. So it's Penny, Jordan, Grant Hill, Sean Kemp, and then a center. And this is so. This is tough. Probably Matumbo. <laughs> That's correct. Um, <laughs> You're doing great. Is now you, so you named all five starters, and so, now you need the seven reserves. Oh fuck! There's some good names Patrick here. Patrick Ewing. Uh, no, God we got damn it. we got a Boston Celtic. In his first Walker. Game. That's right. Employee number eight. We got a Charlotte Hornet. Glenn Rice. That's correct. We got another Atlanta Hawk. Steve Smith. <laughs> you're, you're naming them all so quickly, like you're Steve, reading it. Yes. Steve Smith. Steve Smith's first. Antoine Walker's first. Glenn Rice's third. Uh, and then we got some classic names. Miami Heat point guard. Miami Heat point guard. Tim Hardaway. Alonzo Mourning. Uh, Zoe's not there. Zoe's not there? But you know who it is? Is the center from the Indiana Pacers in his first. Rick Smith. That's right. Is Reggie Miller there? Reggie Miller is there. Wow. Miller was, and Smith. It was tough for... See, that's like a hot potato thing between Reggie Miller, Steve... Basically, the other guard, the off guard. Right. The two guards. Because Penny and Jordan kind of owned the mid-90s. And so Steve Smith, Reggie Miller, they would kind of fight over who would get that third spot. I see. Who... Tyrone Hill isn't there, is he? He is not. You got one player left, and it was his only All-Star appearance. He played, Don't balled out me. in 1998 and never again, a New Jersey net. Yeah, Jason Williams. That's right. Yeah. Jason Williams. All right. That's yeah. the All-Star game. So he fed me. To be fair, Amir <laughs> gave me a lot of help. No, I just named teams and you rattled. Atlanta Hawks, boom, you went straight to Steve Smith. You knew. You knew. I do know. Uh, all right. Do you do you remember yesterday's All-Star game? I know we're talking about this from 22 years ago. Yeah, of course. You it have was a clear picture. Yeah. All-Star weekend this week. Uh, this weekend. It was finally a great, I mean, it was a all-time All-Star game. The last one that I can remember that was this entertaining was when Marbury and Ivory brought the East back in like <laughs> 03 or 02. That's right. They were down like 20-something in the fourth yeah, quarter. That was the last time. And maybe that one when Jordan hit the quasi-buzzer beater over Sean Marion. That baseline fadeaway? Yeah. That and rainbow then, shot? And then I think Garnett got fouled on the next possession and <laughs> fucking ruined it. You're the still mad about ruined it. it. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> we talked about it last time. So <laughs> All right, so what do you attribute the... Because a lot of people are praising this Elam ending, this ending where we're playing till 157. Mm -hmm. Did you like that at all? I liked what it did to the players, for it, sure. It wasn't very traditional, but it was interesting to see. It was super fun because it kept you interested in the game. Yeah. It, like, added a certain element of confusion, so your brain had to be calculating what was happening, right? You're yeah, like, and the I don't... players were doing that as well. Right. Like, like do well, we go for three? It kind of felt like a pickup game. 
it felt like, like a, a two it, wins it, but we don't need it. We can also get a one. Yeah, that was cool. The ending, it, it felt like something we were all familiar with. <laughs> right. Like, we know those stakes. We know, like, James Harden's going to go for the three. All right. Like, we know, I mean, essentially what happened is Kyle Lowry called foul, like, called <laughs> offensive foul. And everyone was like, you can't call fouls on the last possession. He's like, no, 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 check it up. Check Harden it up. Harden hit a game-winning three. Technically, yeah. That would have been like, a fight in, like, a pickup game where it's like he made a three. He's like, no, that was a charge, man. That's a charge. You can't call a charge. That is a fight. That on is, game point. That's a 100% fight. <laughs> and then you just hear the cacophony of the 24-hour fitness gym <laughs> just yelling. Everyone knows. He pushed what, off. He pushed off. They got to get soundproofing in a 24-hour fitness. <laughs> it's it is, too echoey. Yeah, oh, my God. It's <laughs> awful. But, yeah, I thought it was super exciting. And I think what was really cool was that I think we finally have some parity in terms of our alpha dogs yeah. in the NBA. And like the universe, the game is choosing our heroes for us. Although it seemed like Team LeBron had more alpha dogs. Like he chose like the studs and Giannis was building like kind of like the best like team of complimentary players. Like, he went for like, Lowry and Siakam and Embiid and yeah, LeBron's Giannis just like, I want the like, best player from every team. It almost felt like Giannis was choosing like a international team. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, let me just get my boys who are sort of underappreciated yeah. and underused. Like Jokic played like 10 minutes. That's and right. Jokic he made one just, shot and started celebrating in like yeah. the third quarter. <laughs> Jokic played, uh, who all, who else like barely played? Ingram barely played. Yeah, that was weird. He only played eight minutes in yeah. the whole game. I saw he led the, he led the game or his team in plus minus. So he, when he was in, he was great. And then mm-hmm. they just didn't really let him play. It's a it's a game for older all stars, I think. Devin Booker barely got yeah. to play. All these but, first timers don't get a lot of run in the all star games. But dude, unsung hero who who came out of nowhere, Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> balling out of control. So it was the st- four starters, and then Chris Paul instead of Luka Doncic. It seemed like LeBron was also coaching the team. Where oh. it's like, all right, now we got now we got my boys. This is who I want. Chris Paul controlled the game. <laughs> you know, he, he had his like, first alley oop. He had never finished an alley-oop in an NBA game. I, I was so astounded by that. And it was funny because they, like, cut away. Yeah, I was like, no, or, like, it cut into the game. It cut into the play halfway through, and then, like, you see Chris Ball throwing it down. And you're like, you should have captured all of this. <laughs> you know who threw it? Russell Westbrook. Yes, how, how weird is that? How funny is that? He played, like, shit, too. <laughs> Two for <laughs> ten. But I think that's the thing. Like, the universe, the game, right? I believe that the game... I'm super Rashid Wallace about this shit. Like, uh-huh. the game chooses its heroes. Okay. And that game was so special because it was, like, these are the guys. Like, it was legit, like, Giannis... First of all, Giannis is so dope that it was one on two. It how was about, like Giannis how about that blocking it. Like Giannis blocking LeBron felt like a very special moment too. Like the whole thing felt twice scripted, yeah. And he, at the rim, like that was the closest you can get to a goaltending without a goaltending. Yeah, he, he met the ball at the same time as the backboard. Yeah, yeah. First he baby boyed him yeah. like with the fadeaway, <laughs> yeah. where you don't even jump. You just put your hand up on no, your little cousin. That was a real fadeaway that yeah. he that he swatted. It was him versus LeBron and AD. Yeah. And Giannis just, like, bullied him through. Embiid had some good stuff. He had a really cool... Um, Fake spin move. Yeah, he had way. a dream shake on LeBron. That, yeah, was cool. that was cool. But what you felt, what you feel is, like, it's kind of cool and good for the game that LeBron still is, like, a genius basketball player. Highest basketball IQ? I think him and Chris Paul were the smartest people on the court. Yeah. Like, by a landslide. And Kyle Lowry, actually. But, like, in more of, like, a <laughs> sneaky kind of way. He's such a... 
flopper, sneaky. He's like the John Stockton type, where it's yeah. like he knows how to game everything. Yeah, he's Stockton. He's cut from the Stockton Bill <laughs> Lambeer. Like, oh, like, oh, he's constantly bullying into me, or like, I'll get hit and throw my head back, try to get the fouls. He's called. got under-athletic white guy game. But he's so good at it. Fuck. He, he really is. And he's... Uh, but, like, the game did not let James Harden get the game winner. No. The game was like, I don't like the way you play. You're bombing threes. You're averaging 38 <laughs> a game. No, I'm putting Kyle Lowry in front of you. You're getting an offensive foul, and you do not get the game winner, Mr. Harden. And he could have had the game winner, that wide-open layup where the two players went to, I think it was LeBron. Yeah, and, and then he, he left Harden wide open underneath. Well, I think they were trying to, to play cat and mouse. I think he was just trying to play, like toy right but they were down i think they needed one point at that point he had a wide open lane and he kicked it out to the corner uh, yeah i don't understand why he did that either <laughs> but harden played like somebody who's in the top 10 but not the top three the top three i mean paul is like a wild card chris but, paul yeah but the top three are were clearly lebron ad uh and Giannis. Oh, and then Kawhi is just a fucking machine. Yeah. Kawhi was actually the best player on the court. It's like in Toronto when Vince Carter was playing with T-Mac and Carter would get all the shots, but you were like, I think this T-Mac dude is actually <laughs> significantly better. He just doesn't windmill jam it. Yeah, he's just not getting the same amount of shine. Is Kawhi the closest thing we have to a Michael Jordan type of player? Like I would low say... block, unstoppable, three when needed and great defense i think his game is too boring to be mj he's like he he's was like an average like. player who learned how to play basketball as good as mj so it's it's not as fluid looking but like the results are seemingly identical it's you know they make fun of him and say he's a robot yeah it's exceptionally efficient i think he is the the wing version of tim duncan oh uh, that's which makes good. a lot of sense tim duncan <laughs> was uh i think the best power forward top three all time yeah. like and just technically speaking he had so much stuff on the block and could and in later in his career could hit a open three um always gave you like 22 to 23 and 15 or 12 right. yeah, like never. And there was no defense that could stop him like no he would face you up and either bank it or body you and jump hook or body you and get yeah. to the rim and it makes sense that Kawhi, coming from that sort of spurs the the fundamentals that 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 organization builds and pop builds it makes sense that Kawhi has a Tim Duncan quality to him right but he ain't flashy no not at he all he doesn't have flash I he's think... got threes and he's got some lefty dunks sometimes he's a little flashier than his personality I would th I would think yeah he 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 was lights out he's really fun to watch because there's something really satisfying about watching a guaranteed point. Yeah, <laughs> Like knowing that whatever this person does is going to be the right basketball move, knowing that like he can s literally take the ball from anyone That's anytime right. he wants. <laughs> yeah, The dude is a bully in his the best kind of way. Like his He's hands huge. are genetically modified to steal basketballs. Such a great game. So also so refreshing in a way. And maybe this is going to come off like hater talk, but like. Kyrie not being there. Steph not being there. Steph not being there. Durant, no Draymond. I missed Clay, <laughs> but like no Draymond. Cat, no cat. No cat no was rough. Like <laughs> could have easily replaced Donovan Mitchell for cat. Right. Like Donovan didn't give you much stuff. No, the, also, the younger guys didn't play much. Also, like Bradley Beal should have been there. That was a weird part. Dude, Beal. Was he averaging 29? Dude, 29 a game. They're three <laughs> games out of eighth place. 
Beal should have been there. He yeah, had that, given you some stuff. Uh, so my question is, is it what can we attribute to this this great ending? Is it the fact that they were playing until 157, or is that kind of just like a coincidence that this game would have been close either way? Was it the Kobe factor? Was it the fact that they were all playing for their recently deceased friends? Was it the the every quarter meaning something with the charity that made every individual quarter feel like its own mini game? I think, uh, yeah, well, the boring answer is all of the above. Yeah. I think that the Kobe thing was really, I mean, it's it's exceptional. I haven't really been able to watch a game yeah. after he passed away. Like something sort of like the air kind of left the proverbial building. Especially that week with the uh, the 24 second violations, the eight second violation. They were playing games that day. Yeah. And you and I were texting that whole day. As I'm sure you were texting with a lot of people, as I was too. I was getting condolences, like it was my close friend that passed away. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I in, mean, he in was definitely ways. in my life for longer than certain friends of mine. It's bananas. And I found out afterward that like Pitch Perfect was his favorite movie. That's right, from uh, Dwight Howard. Yeah, he said that. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my God, I so saw this saw dude you. at so many games and I never bothered him. Like I never... I wonder if he recognized you from that. Probably not. <laughs> I'm going to guess he'd be like, I don't want to bother this Indian dude in case it's not the Indian dude I'm looking for. Uh, so let's touch but on this real I quick. I think the, because... Kobe, the Kobe thing was huge. I think the feeling in the building. That was like the Chris Paul and Kobe thing. They were like all-star buddies. They never lost. They always played hard. And then Chris Paul is saying that he came up with this idea to like reinvigorate yeah. and like turn it into a more competitive game the best pickup game in the world as kobe said which it did i think um i think that 157 thing was really interesting but i also think it's because there's a real alpha dog struggle happening like there's real stakes to who's better and it's really fucking close yeah and lebron and antetokounmpo those motherfuckers want to be the best they want to beat the shit out of each other That's right. and the extensions of their competition <laughs> were just there yeah it really felt like lebron versus Giannis. it was the team perfect LeBron. team captain shit yeah. like lebron <laughs> versus steph you're like whatever dude like right. I'll, you know it's that lebron look to steph after he blocks him yeah and also their games are just so vastly different <laughs> right. that like how can they possibly compete like steph is never gonna fucking put it back in lebron's face no. at the rim no but like the fact that Giannis is like i'm seven feet i'm built like a motherfucking mac truck <laughs> like i am you with a few more languages under my belt like <laughs> 10 years younger and 10 years younger and just like watching that that happened in ad being like Giannis's age and being like no i'm coming too i'm coming too but like i think that's what made it hyper competitive but it always helps when you have a end goal yeah that and i and the fact that it was when it got to like 140 140 it's like okay this ending is going to be cool like it and the fact that it got to next basket wins was even more incredible are you okay with it ending on a free throw was that kind of anticlimactic i think you know in hindsight you'd want it to end on a shot yeah but i didn't really care because at that point you're so stressed out you're like i just want the game to end because mm -hmm. you get worried I, you know i'm sure every gm and coach and players like 
You don't want to see anyone get injured because mm-hmm. that is playoff intensity with the best players playing their best. It was the best game, the best quarter of basketball I've seen right. in maybe ever. It felt like a game seven fourth it quarter. It was so so dope, man. <laughs> it was great. It, it was, was awesome. And watching like who's scared, like James Harden hot potatoing, and like you know Embiid not being able to uh, uh, execute down down the stretch, and Giannis being like, "Yo, dude." If you make it to the finals, you're not going to be able to win if you can't shoot an 18-footer. <laughs> like right. You're not going to be able to bully these boys. That's right. Because like, uh, LeBron, I think the Lakers are coming out of the West. Ooh, I'd like to talk about that in a minute, but continue. But um, like just seeing players' weaknesses and even seeing like LeBron, like he's lost a significant amount of, of speed on his first step. And it's athleticism. Just, I yeah. mean, he's still like probably like the tenth most athletic player, but the fact of the matter is, he used to be like number one by far. Yeah, like that block at the rim with Giannis. That would not have happened because it's not a layup. That's right. That's a freaking. He's going two feet above the rim, <laughs> cocking it back and jamming it down Giannis's throat. Yeah, the much like you know. Remember when Kobe put his nuts on Dwight Howard's neck mm-hmm. like that? That was Dwight's rookie year. I think. Yeah, and Kobe just fucking. <laughs> Bagged him on the back of the head. Yeah. He was like, "How's this feel?" And I was like, mm, "I don't know." Pull my finger. Um, Soft. It was so exciting, man. I'm so happy for the NBA, and I'm happy for us, the fans, and I'm really stoked for. I think it was a great gesture that they gave a shit. I think Kobe would have been proud. appreciated that. Yeah, I agree. Kobe and Gigi, and they would have liked that. Uh, did you watch the dunk contest? Any qualms about how it ended? Um. Saw the highlights, saw the dunks. No, I mean, controversy's good. Like, the guy won. Aaron Gordon needs... He's got other things he needs to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you lose a dunk contest, like, bro, you should be averaging 20 and 10 every night. <laughs> what are you doing? Don't worry about the windmills off the side. Yeah, worry them. about your 14.1 points <laughs> per game and the fact that you're, like, not, you know, living up to the athletic potential that you have. You talk about nervous GMs. Imagine, like, uh, whoever the... Or a magic GM is like when when Gordon brings out Taco Fall to jump over. He's like, "Well, we don't need to do that." Like, well, watch and, but out. also like Taco Fall bent over like nine inches. Yeah, he went from seven one to six five, <laughs> which for right. Gordon is like a walk in the park. <laughs> it's like he get a little push off, a little thigh into the back of the yeah, head. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't the cleanest dunk. It wasn't clean, and also because. We've seen Nate Robinson jump over Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. It's not that impressive. Yeah, we've seen people jump over other people. But like an off the backboard East Bay funk dunk. <laughs> is, the JR Ryder? Yeah, is fucking awesome. Yeah, that was a clean dunk too. And that young guy uh, whose name I can't even remember Derek Jones right now. Jr. Derek Jones Jr., like, yeah. He floats. He, he needs that. Like, uh, that's good for him. Aaron Gordon losing, you know, is good for him. Zach Levine not making the all-star team. I think is a good thing because it drives them. I would hope so. I think Beal is going to come out after All Star break, and I think the Wizards are actually going to get that eighth seed in the playoffs. Ooh, because I right. think he's going to play so so angry. Hold that thought. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the second half of the season in quotes because we all know it's more like twenty eight, twenty seven games. Right, right. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. 
So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right. Um, you were talking Welcome about... Welcome back to Jake and Amish. <laughs> you're, ta- <laughs> you're talking about one... Well, I want to focus on the Lakers making the title because that gets... Yeah. Uh, you think uh, in a Western Conference Finals of the Lakers and Clippers, the Lakers actually have the advantage? Totally. Sell me on that because I want to believe. Can Can I ask you what your trepidations are? Like, yeah. why would you think the Clippers would win? Uh, number one, Kawhi. He might be the best playoff player in that series. Okay. Uh, number two, the depth. I don't quite trust uh, our point guard play with Ray John Rondo either starting or coming off the bench against the Clippers' depth. They have Lou Will, Trez, Reggie Jackson all off the bench. I trust them a little bit more against the Lakers' bench. What the Lakers' advantage is right now, they have continuity, they have chemistry, they got this Mamba thing hanging over their head where they're playing for a, a greater purpose, a greater goal, and it seems like they're more all-in this year. It's funny because I think the Clippers are made to be a better regular season team and the Lakers are better are equipped to be a better playoff team, and right now it's kind of the opposite. The Lakers are winning more regular season games mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Uh, but what makes you think that the Lakers can beat the Clippers? Because they haven't even done that this year. The Clippers are not as good as people think they are. They do think that they're either title favorites or like second or third, top three. And everyone keeps saying, and let's see how these last 28 games go. Mm -hmm. Like Reggie Jackson, I think, is a highly overrated player. I think it's very clear how overrated he was with that Detroit contract. You just think he's more like a great player on a bad team kind of guy. Put up numbers. He wasn't even great on Detroit. Like he's not even a great on a bad team guy. (laughs) Okay. But... You know, and just as a quick aside, it's just so sad when you look at, like, you could have had a team, Durant, Harden, Westbrook, <laughs> Reggie Jackson, Serge Ibaka, Steven Adams. They were all sort of there at the same time. Yeah. They made you, the finals at age, like, 19. You could have had six titles, Oklahoma City. Now you love Reggie Jackson. You're talking about him being the sixth man of this team. Seventh or eighth man. Yeah, if he's a sixth man, seventh man. That's the thing about the playoffs, though is you don't need Reggie Jackson to be the man. He'll be the 10th man on the Clippers team. You just need one 10-minute stretch of an important game where he hits two buckets, gets a key. The Eddie House. Yeah. Or it's like, who is this guy? It's the beginning of the fourth quarter. We just took our lead from one to nine. Mm -hmm. And he'll force a key turnover, and he'll probably, like, he he has big game chops. I'm already sad. Why are you, you're selling me on the Clippers now? I told you to tell me why the no, Lakers no, no. are going to win. That's the that's why maybe the Reggie Jackson thing will work. But okay. here's the thing with but the Clippers aren't winning as many games as everyone's like they're going to win. They're going to coalesce. They'll turn it on. They'll they're figure gonna, it turn out. Turn it on. Like, dude, I don't know, man. Because PG's looking weird. Kawhi is Kawhi. Lou Williams has lost a step. Like, you know, Montrez is Montrez. He doesn't have big game experience, mm-hmm. and who else is on that team that's, like, getting bucket buckets? Uh, Marcus Morris, they just added. No, Shamit a, can maybe make a three or no, two. No, Shamit doesn't have the stuff. <laughs> Marcus Morris, I mean, not Shamit is whatever. Their biggest weakness is the center. I mean, they start Zubots, and then they go to a six-foot, eight-inch Montrez no. Harrell. And Marcus Morris doesn't pass the ball. He doesn't move the ball. He's a ball stopper. Yeah. So he might get you 12 or 13, but, like, easy to shut down. Because you got, on the other end, you got JaVale, you got Dwight, you got AD, and LeBron. Yeah. That is a big, big lineup. And Dwight, athletically, is playing out of his mind. 
Those those are tall boys. Those are tall boys that move fast. Like they're not slow tall boys. No, they're big big boys. Also, on the flip side, you got Danny Green, who is a playoff nightmare. Mm -hmm. He is one of the all time. He's the Robert Ory of his generation. <laughs> yeah, he's between San Antonio and Toronto. Yeah, he's all time when it comes to clutch. Yeah, like. Totally unsung hero, but always shows up. Avery Black Bradley has big game experience. Oh, Pat Bev, we haven't talked about. Oh, Patrick Beverly is a wild card, and he'll create problems. But, he, you know, I think him and Rondo will cancel each other out. Do you want to... I disagree with that just because I'm very low on Rondo. But would you, would you sign up for a Lakers-Clippers-Western Conference Finals? 100%. But who... Yeah, Rockets, no. Jazz, too young. Denver. Denver, no chance. OKC okay, is a wild card. And no. OKC okay, can take steal a couple games, I feel like, in the first round. The weird thing is that like those those other three teams, if you want to say that, in the West, Denver, Utah, and Dallas, uh, Dallas uh, I'll give the Clippers problems. And they don't give the Lakers problems at all. Houston, too. Yeah, that's the thing. Like the Clippers... And then the Clippers beat the Lakers, but the Lakers have no problem with Denver, with Utah, with uh, Houston. Houston... Is really weird because they're doing something we've never seen before. Did you see that game against the Lakers where they started PJ Tucker at center and brought in nobody else over like six foot seven? Yeah, that's going to be who how they play. Yeah, and they beat the Lakers. They beat the Lakers, but it, that's just a shooting night. Like if they shoot forty five percent from three, then yeah. they'll win a game. Mm -hmm. If they shoot twenty eight percent from three, they will lose the game. And which stands to reason, you can't shoot forty five percent in a seven game series. Like it's just not gonna. I mean, his history says that. That's right. So I don't know what the fuck Daryl's doing. I think Daryl's probably your like, friend, Daryl Morey. I'm like, bro. I hit him up last week. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> And now he knows. Does he respond to texts like that? Yeah, we text back and forth <laughs> on a regular basis. Gonna, um, gonna need to read those after the show ends, but we'll, but we'll keep he, it offline. Like, also, the Rockets just signed Jeff Green and Damari Carroll. Yeah, just like, more six foot seven inch. But wings. Jeff Green is a bum. <laughs> Jeff Green is objectively <laughs> awful, and Damari Carroll hasn't played well in three seasons. That's right. So All I these are buyout guys. Well, I hit him up. I was like, why don't you get Jamal Crawford? Y'all aren't playing defense anyways. If you just like, need bucket buckets. Yeah, get Jamal Crawford. And he's like, oh, I'm short. not going to get Jamal Crawford. <laughs> well, he's 40 years old, and he really is a sieve on defense. And his shot from deep over the last two seasons has been under 35%. So I get it. <laughs> not but, like, ideal. Who else was on the market? Uh, as a buyout guy. Oh, Darren Collison gave us a little glimmer of hope. And then and he then decided he to re -retired. stay retired. He was like, nah, Jesus told me not to. I mean, this guy was like shooting 40% from three. He was being gifted a starting point guard job on the Los Angeles Lakers. And he turned it down. Said no. And then the other buyout market, like Tristan Thompson isn't going to get bought out. That would have been really interesting. That would have been great. He would have been a great help for any team. I mean, these things still might happen. They have until March 1st to yeah. get bought out and join a team. You're bummed that Kevin Love isn't on a different team. He couldn't get away from Cleveland. and now They, they couldn't get coach. rid of him. No, they because wanted nobody an asset wants back. They wanted like, all right, this is Kevin Love. Give us a draft pick. Like, and other teams were like, his contract is absurd. You give us a draft pick. Yeah, they're like, you. why would we... You're asking us to like <laughs> take on a take on a dumpster million. fire, <laughs> All right? For one postseason hey, run, check out this nice dumpster fire. I would think the Clippers would be like, "Yeah, let's fucking go all in this year." They have two years of Kawhi and Paul George. That's it. I don't think they're gonna win. I think the Lakers. I just feel it in my bones. Okay, let's fast forward even beyond that. 
do the Bucks have a chance against either the Clippers or the Lakers? It's funny to say, do they have a chance because they're like three and zero against them in the regular season, destroyed them, both uh, all three games. But I think that the Bucks or are they just a regular quote unquote who, regular who's coming out team? of the East. The Bucks likely will come out of the East. If not them, then maybe Toronto, Boston, Philly. One of those three. Philly ain't gonna do it. If Philly does, then it's going to be the most boring finals ever because they're going to get shit on by whoever comes out of the West. Like the Mavericks would shit on Philly. <laughs> Philly's great when they're playing great. But at home. Not. At they're home not. they're great. They got mental issues. They've got they've got certain issues. Well, Simmons in a playoff players. game is useless. <laughs> ben Simmons in a playoff game is absolutely useless so because the Bucks, he can't shoot the ball. Bucks against whoever. So the Bucks against... Let's go to the Lakers. Your uh, your finals prediction: Bucks over Bucks over Lakers. I think it Lakers goes because of just how transcendent Giannis is. Mm-hmm. I think that could go seven. I think it goes seven because you have Bledsoe isn't going to show up. We know that they don't have Brogdon anymore to bail him out. Yeah. Um, but is Corver good is like enough? a husk. But Corver <laughs> could come in and hit two, three big threes. He could have a Steve Kerr game. That's right. They have a lot of three-point shooters on that team. Middleton will hopefully be consistent. I like him, but he's a hard guy to root for because I feel like he's pretty inconsistent in big game situations. Um, But I just think experience wins out. I I think that... um, Last year wasn't enough experience for them, losing in the conference finals. They got whomped. (laughs) <laughs> they didn't like that wasn't close yes it was they were up 2-0 they lost in overtime in game 3 they lost then, in 6 yeah they lost 4 in a row yeah. they were up 2-0 and lost that's, 4 in a row that's a whomping <laughs> that is a fucking whooping <laughs> that's revisionist history I think, as a Bucks fan I'm offended I think that Siakam doesn't have he's so good I love watching him He's great. He looked like when he was wearing the, in the All-Star jersey, he's wearing like blue or red and he's the number 24. I'm like, this is Paul George basically. He's he, like a younger Paul George yeah, right now. He looked he looks great. I don't think he has enough stuff on the block defensively to stop Giannis. Um Van Vliet is incredible. Gasol Ibaka could double up, but Giannis is un Stoppable. You know what's so sad? It's like Toronto's such a good team. It's like if they only had a Kawhi, Kawhi. Leonard type, <laughs> yeah. they would be they would be the favorites in the East and maybe the favorites in the league. Why did he leave Toronto? I'm still offended as a Laker fan that he left Toronto. I don't know, man. Because I think he, he just to wanted to, to be in LA. Yeah. It's it'll be crazy if he wins three titles with three different teams. If like, he does take if he takes the if he takes the Raptors to a championship and then Next year, wins a championship with the Clippers. It might be like the greatest achievement in basketball history. He, yeah. He's, no other superstar has taken two teams that have never won a title and done it in back-to-back years. Well, he, he'll like rocket into the conversation for top 10. <laughs> yeah. He'll go from like 56 to like four. <laughs> he might pass Kobe if he does that. I think, Like yeah. Kobe did it back-to-back with the Lakers. Well, that's the thing about ranking people is like what's makes a player special is it if they do a a great impression of another player like kobe did yeah of jordan yeah or is it when you see anomalies like a shaquille o'neal who you'll never ever see again before or after yeah uh Kawhi is like unlike anything i've ever seen Giannis is like that too like what Giannis have you seen is that's a like fucking, Giannis? yeah they call him a freak right. Giannis is bananas like if porzingis could get his shit together he'd be like, Giannis. luca Luca is bananas, dude. He's twenty. 
Luca's MVP. Luca's going to win two or three MVPs. He's averaging 29, down. 8, and 8. That as dude a is so fun to watch. LeBron prime numbers as a 20 year old. Yeah. Pudgy, small forward. And he's got so much fuck you in him. Like, Luca's. Luca does stuff and just looks around like, oh my God, I just put my nuts on you. <laughs> he's so cheeky. I love how cheeky he is. He's Do you like, think he's too Euro? A little too. Uh, complaining a little too soft or is he just a 20 year old and he doesn't i think complaining is unfortunately just a part of basketball now yeah i think the aau and everything like any if you you went anybody who went to the chris paul blake griffin clippers games lob city yeah like i'll never think anyone's whining after seeing those games (laughs) yeah because those dudes cried for i had season tickets and those dudes cried for every play. That's why I didn't renew them. I was like, I can't watch this kind of basketball. You sort of wanted to be a Clippers fan, but it didn't stick. I tried so hard, and that team was so unlikable. Are you still a Wizards fan? Ride or die, baby. Washing, are you watching them? Washing them? Washington? I keep up with my guys. I feel really bad. It's been a depressing season, not because of John Wall, but for several other reasons. Marcin Gortat retired, as you know. <laughs> the Polish hammer. Um... You know, we're not playing particularly well. And I felt really, really bad that we let Isaiah Thomas go. Yeah, for and nothing. IT is, he's out of the league. He's floating. He's gone. <laughs> he's, he's there if anybody wants him. He's not. No one's going to want him. <laughs> not even like a Derrick Rose style reclamation project in Minneapolis or something next well, year. Well, he was the starting point guard for the Wizards for the first half of the season and couldn't really do anything. I mean, he shot 40% from three, but he's a defensive non-entity. Yeah, he's a traffic cone. And he, you know, averaged 12 points a game, and I don't know in the playoffs if that's worth it. It's weird that just three years ago he was winning series for the Boston Celtics. Seemingly the same type of player. See, that hurts, and I still don't understand it, even though I'm old enough to know it because of my game. Yeah. But, like, the way that injuries just diminish and decimate someone and they look the same, but they're just not. Yeah, is it and the it's explosive? so, so like hard. Like, can't get to the rim as much anymore. Yeah, it's settling. a bummer. But I think the Wizards are three or four games out of the eighth spot, and I think there's a real chance that they get there. And then they get, you know. Well, their their offense is great. Like, they're an entertaining team. They're definitely not the depressing team that people thought the Wizards would be going into the season. No, they're the top ten offense. They might even be top five. Right, and it's like these players who are, like, seemingly... Uh, oh, Bertrand. Yeah, Davis Bertans hitting Dude, threes. Bertans. Rui's playing great. Mo Wagner was playing great. Bertans has taken, like... Th- 15 threes a game. He was like the apple of everybody's eye. Like, can we get Bertans? How, how do we get Bertans out of Washington? I mean, he is just an assassin. Like eight, seven feet tall, hitting eight three or shooting eight threes a game, making four of them. You know what I'm hoping is going to happen? John Wall for Ben Simmons. You think John Wall can play basketball again? Or how does that, how is he looking out there? I don't know. <laughs> but I think his contract is such that John Wall... Because Philly, uh, Embiid and Simmons aren't going to stay together. Not a good matchup. That moment in the All-Star game when Simmons picked <laughs> Embiid's pocket is, uh, is a harbinger <laughs> of what's to come, for sure. Yeah. Like, that happened, I go, oh, those motherfuckers aren't playing together. Who would you rather keep? Who would you rather build around? Uh, I think you have to... It's tough, because talent-wise, Embiid is your guy. Yeah. He is... Peak Embiid is better than peak Simmons. Yeah, but... Simmons can stay on the court. Simmons is another freak. We're like, where, when have we seen a six foot ten inch point guard who looks like that? He's so good defensively. Yeah, he's so so good. And if he was on a team that 
where he could sort of Jason Kidd, where the paint wasn't being clogged. Like if you if you switched him out of like Russell if you Westbrook? flipped him, or <laughs> Russell Westbrook, is that what you were just saying? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was just going to say. All right. If you flipped him for Westbrook, Westbrook goes to the 76ers. I mean, Westbrook, unfortunately, is one of my favorite players, but I don't think he'll ever win. Um, he doesn't play, quote unquote, winning basketball. Yeah, he doesn't have the... The things that make him great don't lead to wins. And when those things go away, he won't be good. It's weird that his shot went away before his athleticism. Usually it's the other way around. It's like, oh, now he's settling for his shot. But now it's like, no, he's still a freak. He's getting to the rim, but he's not shooting his, threes anymore. Uh, his jump shot has always been atrocious. He's the worst three-point shooter of all time. <laughs> that's right. And that's not a hyperbole. <laughs> he's another guy where it's like, he's lost a step or two athletic, athletically, but still like his top 10. I mean, he he's so good. He scares people. But then you see him like seven years ago, these highlights of like him literally like flying over people, dunking from the free throw line, sweating, screaming, yelling. Yeah. That was peak scary Westbrook. Oh, so good. So fun. I think Simmons is the guy that they flip because Embiid has has a higher upside. Yeah. But then he could easily be... Hurt. He's the injury liability. Yeah. So I think it's... Simmons is more fun, too. Simmons is more fun. Sorry, like, not a better personality, but he's more fun to root for. Like, he does some crazy things on the basketball court. Yeah, and he's sort of workmanlike about it, which I like. Yeah, he's, he doesn't yell a lot or complain a lot. He's not flashy. They couldn't trade Embiid just because they just can't. That's the problem. Yeah, he they is can't. Silly. It's like if Denver tried to trade Jokic right now. Right. It just wouldn't happen. <laughs> the fan base would would turn on them. That's right. But I think Simmons is the better all-around player. I think Embiid needs a traditional point guard that can shoot. And that's Bradley not Beal. out there. Bradley Beal. No, 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 no. I'm keeping Beal. No, no. You're saying bring Simmons to Washington. Yeah, bring Simmons to Washington. Simmons is a willing passer. Simmons can get to the cup. He is great at defense and... I think him and Beal together is a really strong combo. The big question will be, I think Washington's kind of in a holding pattern until we get John Wall back. Like John Wall's right now not tradable because he hasn't played basketball since these injuries. They want to see what he's like next year and then see like if anybody's willing to take the contract. Like does he look like 90% of his former self, 80%? What's going on there? We don't know yet. Oh, what a fucking mess. <laughs> I forgot he won a dunk contest. John he Wall. did. <laughs> it was like that weird East versus West. It was like three, four years of just, <laughs> why are we doing this? He was kind of like a Westbrook light. Just like he super so athletic. fast. But yeah, he can't really Dunked shoot. in traffic. Yeah, how was his shoot? I, I forget what John Wall is like. It's been so long. I haven't seen John Wall play. What was peak John Wall against the peak Raptors John in the playoffs? Wall again, was against the uh Bulls and Celtics. They took the Celtics to seven. Wow. Two or three years ago. And he was the best player on that team. He and Beal. Yeah, and Beal missed a fucking jumper with 11 seconds left. (laughs) This won the game. But I feel like new Beal with old Wall would be a pretty formidable backcourt. If Wall has any stuff and if Wall's ego can handle being the highest, being like uh, a complimentary piece... To Beal, who is transcendent. Beal is so good, it's not even funny. You don't average 29.8 points a game, like, being a scrub. Effortless, too. So chill. (laughs) So few actual highlights. He reminds me of Arenas a little bit in that way. 
He's got, yeah, Arenas, but like more even kill. He's like Arenas, but he's better at defense. He's better at distributing the ball. Better passer. He's a better passer. He's got more poise. So do you want them to make the playoffs this year? I'd love for them to make the playoffs. More so. You want them to get spanked by Milwaukee versus getting the lotto? Lottery? Draft lottery? Yeah, because I don't even think we have our pick. Oh, really? That's a shame. (laughs) I'm going to guess if it's, if I know anything about Washington... I'm going to guess that we don't have our pick. <laughs> Until at least 2029. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to okay. guess that Ernie Grunfeld was like, all right, I'm out of here, but I'm trading these picks. Traded it for a Tesla. All right, yeah, lastly, exactly. did you get Did you get a final finals prediction? Did we get one out of you? I think who Lakers over, who? Uh, Lakers over Bucks in, my gut tells me six, but I think it's seven. That'd be awesome. I think it's I, a I game I seven in Milwaukee. That'd be great. Yeah. I'll take that. Uh, all right, sweet. UTK, thanks for coming by. You are watching Jake and Amish. <laughs> Anything you want to promote, plug? What do uh, you got coming out? You're a busy guy. What are we? It's February. Um, what, what movies are on the agenda? Let me check my phone. No, man, I'm chilling. I'm doing well. I still have music on Spotify. You nice. guys can listen to the Petty album. Just Hell search yeah. Utkar Shambutkar. Okay. Um, and then I've got a like movie in July. It's February. I can't wait. It's going <laughs> to no. be so good. Mulan? It's, no, it's called Free Guy. Oh, the Ryan Reynolds one. Yeah. Milan yeah. is in March, but uh, I'm That's not soon. in it. You're not in it? No. I'm, I got cut out of Mulan. They sent you to New Zealand for six months. Yep. And cut you out of the movie. Yep. Welcome to Hollywood, baby. It's the business, baby. <laughs> but you know what? You were on stage at the Oscars. I was on stage at the Oscars and uh, kept it together enough to not say... I got cut out of Mulan. (laughs) Hey, Brad Pitt, I got cut out of Mulan. Anyway, I'm here to dance for you rich people. Oh, man. How did that happen real quick? I'd like to know how I'm watching the Oscars and like, oh, by the way, UTK is on stage right now rapping about movies. I'm like, wait a minute. I know that guy. They called me a month, month and a half ago, Stephanie Elaine, who produced it. She also produced movies like Hustle and Flow and Black Snake Moan, among other things. And her son and I have been friends for a long, long time. Wow. And her partner, Lynette, her business partner, who was producing as well, um, came and saw Freestyle Love Supreme. And they took a shine to me, I guess. And so they reached out and they were like, will you write the opening number for the Oscars? We're doing a musical number. We'd like you to write the opening. And I was like, that sounds cool. And they were like, you're not performing it. We'll get somebody... You Steve know, Martin will rap it. Yeah, we'll get somebody appropriately <laughs> famous enough to perform it, but you can write it. And so I wrote like a mock opening. Okay. And then they were like, we got Janelle Monet," And I was like, well, Janelle Monet's the next prince. She's not going to want to use my lyrics <laughs> at all. Like, there's no way she's going to be like, wait, what? Okay. So Janelle was, and understandably, and as I predicted, was like, fuck that. And, uh. And so I thought it went away, and I was like, all right, well, that sounded really scary anyway, so I'm mm. not going to do that. And then they were like, well, no, we want you to now perform on the Oscars. Um, we're having these segments where, like, young up-and-comers introduce established stars, and we want you to come on and do a recap halfway through. And I was like, that's significantly scarier. <laughs> now you're on stage. And okay, sure. Wow. And you don't say no. No. And then I prepped and it was terrifying and got to see a lot of people and feel like a huge fish out of water. But the response was really positive. And yeah, you were the best part of the show. Oh, thanks, man. It was it was um it was really cool. It was one of those 
I'm, I assume people have these moments. I had never had one. <laughs> right. <laughs> where you do something and then your phone just lights up like the 4th of July. Yeah, because 30 million people are watching. Yeah, I went, got back to my seat and sat next to my wife and I looked at my phone and I was like, dude, there's 450 text messages <laughs> and it's been 20 minutes. And she's like, yeah, baby. She's Kiwi. She was like, baby, it's awesome. And I was like, I'm freaking out. Still much attention. But well, you did great. I think it's on YouTube probably, right? It's on YouTube if you guys want. I mean, Check it's that out, out of too. context. It's very. It's like, all right, cool. Guy in a blue suit rapping. <laughs> Just know that um, it was during the job. Academy Awards. Yeah, it was during the Academy Awards, which makes it so much better. Uh, sweet. All right. Thank you so much again. And thanks thank to you, you guys for listening. We'll yep. be back soon enough. If the Lakers end up beating the Bucks in seven. Let's live watch it on the on the that show. That sounds something. awesome. Yeah, man. Shout out Billy Scafuri. <laughs> Hi, everybody. That was a headgum podcast.